Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Okay, Brewer fans, welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast. It's our 150th episode. And on today's podcast, we've got action packed here for you. We're going to be giving our 2022 season preview with our division predictions, our predictions for wild cards and World Series. We're going to be doing all the, uh, the predictions for Brewers awards and stuff like that. Um, also talk a little bit about the latest transactions with our catching situation. So joining me today is Scott and Vince. How are you guys doing? Doing awesome, Craig. Uh, hey, Scotty, is uh, is Chad on tonight? I know this is one of our big season episodes. Uh, I assume he would not miss this show. Is, is Chad on here? Uh, he is not on today, but I think he said something about um, how he was going to tell, uh, what's his name, Pedro Severino, and uh, he was going to have to give him a speech about how not to do drugs. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I assume that Chad, maybe if he if he's not on, he's staking out a spot in the tailgate lot at Ampham Field. He may not oh, know oh, that yeah. the so, opening day is actually at Wrigley tomorrow, not at uh, not in Milwaukee. Oh well, either way, still fun to celebrate. Absolutely, <laughs> opening day, and and not only that, but have, per- weather permitting, you can always have tons of fun game. in the back seat of a car. <laughs> the Brewers Cubs game in Wrigley to kick off the season will actually be the uh the first MLB game to kick off the actual 2022 season, which is pretty exciting. Corbin Burns on the mound, um reigning I and I'll Cy Young Award winner. So I just wanted to give you guys kudos. I know when we first started this show back nearly was it 18 years ago when Scott thought of it in the t- in the Brewers ticket office. And yeah, we, uh, we did the t- TV show, 93 episodes over eight years. And we've been doing this podcast for five years now, 150 episodes and counting. So thank you for everyone who's watching and listening over the years. And I guess thank you guys, even Chad, for showing up to these. Really appreciate it over the years. Um, yeah, so I know you guys. Put hard up- to believe, guys. It's hard, hard to believe it's been that long. I mean, we've been friends since, boy, the year 2001 when the new stadium new uh stadium opened up and been doing a show since 2004 in some way shape or form uh with you guys i mean we've known each other for 21 years guys that's like three that's longer than like three marriages it's unbelievable (laughs) um (laughs) wow all right well anyway so we're going to talk about the 2022 brewer brewers obviously we're all fired up the fact that the lockout ended the 22 season 2022 season is going to happen in its entirety there's going to be slightly expanded playoffs with 12 teams making the playoffs six from each league which i think improves the brewers chances of of course of getting in but um i really think this is a very exciting year i think the stars are aligned for us to really go not only make the playoffs but go deep in the playoffs and I, i i cannot be more excited to start this year um Yep. So I guess we'll start off by talking a little bit about, yeah, what are your expectations for 2022? Obviously the Brewers have made playoffs for four consecutive seasons. Um, and what are kind of the biggest X factors if the Brewers are going to make a run to their first world series and oh, I guess it'd be 40 years now. Um, 
what would be the biggest wow. things that would have to happen? What are the biggest X factors in your opinions? Um, I mean, we're going to need to see Christian Yelich become Christian Yelich again, I think. Uh, you know, the talent level is still obviously what it is. He's a former National League MVP. It's just, you know, is he willing, is he able to put it all together again? He said, you know, he had a bad 2020, he had a bad 2021. So we're a couple of years removed now from, you know, seeing Christian Yelich at his peak um, performance levels. So to me, the, the X factors on the team revolve around, uh, I guess three things, Christian Yelich, Keston Hira, and whether or not um, we're going to have enough offense generally. So those three things are the biggest topics to me. I think our starting rotation is outstanding. Our bullpen is outstanding. Um, I think we've got some strength up and down the lineup. I like our depth more this year than other years in the past. Um, you know, and as we've talked about in other episodes, I, I, I don't think that we've lost anything from last year. You know, the loss of Garcia is replaced by the, addition to Brentfro that kind of evens itself out. I, so I don't think we've lost anything. I think that McCutcheon is going to be better than Bradley Jr. was last year. Um, so I, I do think that we're better. We've got a little bit more depth, um, but it's just going to be a question of, you know, what can we get out of Christian Yelich and Keston Hira to me? Scott, your thoughts? Um, I think it's going to be, uh, well, I think one of the big factors is going to be um, our two hitting coaches, um, Boy, hopefully between the two of them, they're going to be able to figure something out. Because it seemed like last year, um, almost every one of our hitters statistically took a step back. I mean, aside from like maybe Narvaez and Garcia, and I'm sure I'm missing one or two, but like for the most part, um, by and large, our offense was pretty bad. And it was worse than we thought it was going to be, at least in my opinion. But um, I think that that really is going to see like, See if there's any like major fundamental changes in our approaches to hitting. Um, see kind of what happens there. Hopefully, we have a lot of good young players. So hopefully, these guys are going to be able to step up and uh, like especially like Urias, Adonis, um, Tyrone Taylor. Like we got some young, good young guys here, but then we also need um, you know hopefully um, you know McCutcheon and Kane will be able to you know hold off Father Time for another year too keep playing like kids because they're fun to watch so overall there's there's just a lot that's gonna have to happen um but what an exciting time to be a brewer fan i mean seriously if you had even told me four years ago that we would win four we'd make the playoffs four years in a row i'd be like no way not a chance (laughs) so it's a really exciting time i mean especially for um a lot of our maybe younger listeners might be a little spoiled on four years of winning the, you know, or four years of making the playoffs in a row. That's kind of exciting. Um, but like the people our age and above are kind of like, Oh man, <laughs> if you remember the, if you remember the lean years, that was uh, six years of our franchise. Like, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Come on. I guys, I, we all watch Jamie McAndrew and Ron Reitenauer and Brian Gibbons take the mound and, you know, lead Brewers starting rotations in the nineties. So yeah, we deserve something, you know, for a long time running with the brewers. So I I'm hopeful this year too, Scott, I think, um, you know, I think it could happen. I think that there's, um, again, some questions on offense, but I, I like your take on that. Yeah. You guys have some great points. I'll throw in my X factors very similar. Obviously Kristen Yellow just probably not going to have to return to his MVP level form, but I think he needs to get back 
80% of the way to those numbers and that capability. Kesson here, I think, needs to bounce all the way back to be a, a regular contributing bat in this offense that sees lots of at-bats. Uh, so I agree with those points Vince made. The other thing I'm going to add to what you guys have said is also I think we really need to have uh, the luck and good fortune on our side to stay healthy, especially on the pitching side, in my opinion, uh, throughout the entire season. I feel that we've been fairly lucky over the last few years with that overall. And I mean, uh, I think that really needs to continue because that could be an X factor that could possibly torpedo. Um, yeah. And, um, and, and so I, I think that's really important. I mean, I remember back to 20, uh, 2008 when the Brewers won that wild card championship that we all uh, cherish so so well that we even hang, hang up, have a ban banner hanging at AmFam Field for it. Um, but I do remember going, we just, we went in the playoffs, even with CC, we weren't, we weren't fully healthy. I mean, Yovani had just come back from injury and I think Ben Sheets was out. Uh, Sheets was not even on that postseason roster, Craig. Yeah. yeah so in. if you really look back and having those big three pitchers going into that playoffs, if you had healthy CC Sheets and Yovani, um, I think we would have been in our offense back then. We would have been pretty formidable. Um, yeah. Into that playoffs. That would have been unfortunate. That would have been fourteen innings right there. <laughs> Craig, <laughs> hey, Craig, Craig. Not only do we hang a wild card two thousand eight wild card championship banner, though, we've also got one up for twenty twenty second wild card championship banner. Um, just oh, wow. for the record. Well, we. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we deserved it. We almost won half our game. Oh yeah, it was great. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but Craig, to your point, I will. I agree with you for the most part, but I'm, I will also say that this Brewers rotation. Boy, I don't want to jinx anything. This Brewers rotation though has more depth though than any rotation that I can remember in franchise history, and that's even going back and you know looking at teams that I wasn't even alive to to in person you know but even just studying the brewers as a franchise pitching has not not been our strong suit and this rotation has more depth i think that when you get into it our our sixth and seventh starters probably would have been like i mean if you had a guy like like aaron ashby on the 2000 and I'd say like 2001 brewers where where in the rotation do you think he would be close to number one and, and, and that's actually the right vince yeah, I mean, huh? without, was Jeff Tomiko our ace back then? I mean, he would have been in the top two or three starters yeah. for sure. Well, right. Where when Ben Sheets Pete came Bukovic. up, it was like, oh, when Ben Sheets came up in 02, he was put right at the top of the rotation. So, yeah, I think I think that, you know, you look at this team's depth, and that's a huge strong suit. So, yes, uh, and any injury to the rotation could be very detrimental, of course. But I actually have a little bit of confidence in guys like, Hauser and Lauer and Ashby to, to step up if needed. And even some of our depth right now that's in AAA. I mean, so obviously any loss of our big three is going to be very problematic. I totally agree. But I, I just am saying that there's a little bit more depth and we do have a bit more insurance now to shore up our rotation, I think, than in other years. Um, that's absolutely sure true. That, that's a great point, Vince. In fact, those back, we'll call it the back of the rotation. Obviously, when we talk about the big three, of you know Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta. I think everyone knows who we're referring to now. 
But if you look at the bottom three, so to speak, in our depth and rotation, Lauer, Hauser, and Ashby, if if we would 15, like at the beginning when Miller Park, the first like 10 years Miller Park was in existence, if we had those three guys and let, we paired them with just like two random guys like Lennon Rush or uh, even like a Brett Anderson, if that was our starting five going into any of those seasons, we would have been all completely jacked up thinking we were, we were, you were, we were going to make the playoffs for sure. But the fact that those back of our rotation, those three got those three young, really quality starting pitchers are at the back end of our rotation really speaks to the unbelievable depth that Milwaukee Brewer fans have never seen in any of our lifetimes because the, you know, 50 plus years that this franchise existed, it just never was even our world series team back in 82 did not have anywhere near this good of starting pitching that it just was not uh, the case in my opinion. Dude, Glennon, dude, Glennon rush was like our first, first second starter that year. Yeah. It's <laughs> it, yeah, sad. That's what, and that's what I'm yeah. saying. We would have, we would have put that. These guys would have pushed Glennon rush back to number four or five or, you know, even though he was a number eight starter or something like that. I mean, really, <laughs> but, but I mean, it just speaks to the unbelievable depth that, and excitement that really it brings going into this season. So the other question I'll throw out there is, do you remember outside of possibly 2011, but even then I'm not, I wasn't so sure. Do you ever remember us being almost such a consensus favorite going into a season to be a consensus favorite to be division winners? Um, as a Brewer fan, you, I mean, what's uh, and that's no, what I, I'm seeing pretty much this year. No, I, I don't, Craig. I mean, um, no, I don't remember any time like that. I, I, I think 2011 we were um, after we acquired Zach Granke uh, in the offseason. I think that was in December, if I remember correctly, when we got Granke and um, we had just we had signed Markham. I think a couple of weeks earlier. So you know, you could see that that you know, the Brewers were definitely in quote unquote, go for it mode that season. And um, so I, I remember feeling that way that I, I remember distinctly talking to my brother one morning, the day we got cranky and it was like, you know, okay, we're, we're all in this year. That's going to be awesome. But um, no, I don't remember another time where the Brewers were as universally picked to be the top team in the NL central. I no, I don't. So, I mean, that's all we got to look forward to as Brewer fans in 2022. That's pretty exciting. Um, now, before we get into our yeah. – and I know that's all our listeners uh, tuned in this episode, uh, let's quickly talk about a little bit of stuff that happened just uh, earlier today, actually, as oh, we're on the eve of opening day here, uh, April 6th is the uh, day of this podcast. Um, Pedro Severino, the Brewer's backup catcher to, and, and basically platooning guy with uh, Omar Narvaez – um, he was suspended my major league baseball, uh, for 80 games. I won't get into all the specifics and all that stuff for 80 games. So the brewers had to scramble here front office all in the last 12 hours or so. And they acquired via trade from the Padres, Victor Caratini, a switch hitting 28 year old catcher who has bounced around from the pod uh, Cubs and the Padres. Uh, so the brewers are familiar with you. In fact, he was, you Darvish's personal catcher, both of the Cubs and the Padres, I believe. And so uh, I don't think this means you Darvish is coming to the Brewers, but I do think that, <laughs> that uh, it's a good solid acquisition and a good replacement for Severino. I was a little bit di disappointed. I thought Severino's bat was going to be pretty solid 
uh, as a backup and more, more so than Pena's was. And I was excited for him to be the backup catcher. And I really thought he was a good insurance policy, even with starting at bats. If Omar Narvaez regressed a little bit, I mean, he really did have a pretty terrible second half last year, even though his overall numbers were really nice, but uh, he had a pretty bad second half. And I was a little bit concerned about Narvaez's overall bat skills going into this year. Uh, so it was nice to have that backup, but Carantina, I think will will fill in nicely. They also acquired Alex Jackson, um, a former top 10 overall draft pick. Actually, I think it was six overall um, back in the day. By, um, but And he was on the Marlins recently, and the, and the Brewers acquired him for a couple of prospects. He, I think he's more for depth, and he'll be probably a AAA. Um, but for the most part, yeah, that's, we've kind of shored up our backup catcher and our catching depth here as we, as we enter opening day. Yeah. There, there, there weren't too many other surprises this spring or that made the roster – uh, I'm sure there'll be some names that Brewer fans aren't familiar with, like Trevor Gott. But overall, what, what, what surprises that either made the team or that stood out this spring to you guys? Uh, hey, Craig, I just wanted to make a, a point really quick to what you just said. Severino is still in the organization. So, you know, I, I think that that is worth pointing out. I don't, um, you know, I, I know that he's going to be out for the entire first half. So just, you know, for the record, I think it would be, it's actually kind of, kind of, uh, speaks to our depth again that we could bring in a guy at the all-star break who's going to be very fresh um you know if we're trying to put an opt- optimistic spin on the whole situation I, it, it's it's not good but i i do think that Severino still could have some sort of impact with the team um it should be pointed out though that he is you know, ineligible to you know to play on any postseason roster here in 2022 20, uh, just because of the suspension as part of the the collective bargaining agreement huh. does he still get a ring if we win it all yeah, because most guys get a ring even if they played like one game. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, if you play it all on the team, you usually get a World Series ring and a bonus. So not a bad I mean, deal. it's got to be. I mean, obviously, you know, you're amped up to try to help your team and stuff like that. But it's obviously got to be a little difficult to to get you know fully amped up if um, you know if you can't play the first half of the year, then you come back and you're the backup for the second half of the year. And then everyone's talking, come on, like we're chasing for the playoffs. And then the season ends and they're all going on to the playoffs and you have to sit there. Not cool, but hey. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Do the crime, uh, do the time. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. At that point, I think, I think Severino was just here on a one-year deal though. So I guess maybe at that point he's playing for free agency again too. I am. Oof. Yeah, so we'll see well, if he contributes to this team at all this year. But uh, I think those are some smart last-minute moves by the Brewers front office. Um, so, it, yeah, so in, was there any anyone else that had made the team or, or the kind of uh, surprise player that you, uh, Brewer fans might be introduced to this year that you're excited about or at least piques your interest? Got Um. I mean, short answer, no, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. Nobody I can think of off the top of my head. Um, but, you know, let me uh, think about it. Let's figure it out. I don't know. Come back to me. Well, obviously, Hunter Redfro was one of our big acquisitions via required via trade. Uh, he was obviously. Gonna, yeah, I'm glad he made the team for sure. And I mean, but, I mean, he's going <laughs> you know, to fill in for – 
you know, the role of <laughs> Garcia and, and his production most likely. Uh, but, I, you know, people are expecting that him moving from, you know, to Miller Park that maybe he, he could tap into even more power um, than he's had. And he showed quite a bit of power in the last couple of years that, you know, he could have a little bit more upside to him possibly. But with that being said, I think there's also a little bit more downside that's possible as well with him. So I think he's kind of a wild card for the most part. Yeah, great. I mean, to answer your question, Craig, I, I was not surprised by pretty much anybody on this roster. Um, maybe Trevor got, um, I know technically we still have until 11 a.m. tomorrow um, to see what the final roster is. So you never know. Uh, I mean, the birds did make two trades just today. So um, maybe we'll still be surprised, but I, I guess my biggest surprise was the Severino news, you know, this week that he was going to be suspended and, you know, missing the first half of the year. So that, that was to me the biggest shock, not anything else uh, with the roster construction itself. Yeah. I mean, God was a nice story, but that was really, I mean, it's really the only one I could think of off the top of my head. It's even that I didn't think that. (laughs) And and the other guy that we acquired within the last week, um, Jose Urena, um, I think is going to serve as kind of like the swing man and possible, you know, even starting pitching depth. Obviously we have, we talked about the six starters that we have and we're excited about the six young starters, but um, I think Jose Urena is another, another one that can be capable of that and uh, can eat innings um, in long relief too. So again, usually people don't get too excited about long relievers, but I think that that was a pretty quality ad as well. So um, and, and again, great championship teams and teams that go deep in playoffs always have really nice depth. And I think that's one of the strengths of this front office is building uh, not only versatility, um, but also depth uh, throughout the roster, the 25 or 26 man roster, but also throughout the upper levels of the organization, which I think is key to, to good quality teams. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's get into our season predictions here, which I'm sure all listeners tuned in for. There's some exciting movement around baseball. Obviously, there's some really cool rookies that are going to be making their debuts. Uh, just, you know, Spencer Torkelson made the team for the Tigers. We've got Julio, uh, Julio Rodriguez making it for the Mariners. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr., former, uh, obviously, son of Bobby Witt, former MLB player, making it for the for the Royals. So a lot of excitement uh, about 2022. Absolutely. But uh, so I don't yeah, know. It's going to be it's, it's, it's going to be a fun season, guys. You know, I think I think all of us were in that position where we didn't know if the season was going to actually happen. Uh, you know, three weeks ago, and uh, I, I'm still just on cloud nine that we're going to have baseball in a full season of it. Very very excited. All right, so we're going to start with the AL East and our predictions and how we think that the divisions will shake out. And all the divisions obviously have uh, five teams to them. So I don't know, um, Vince, you want to start us off with the AL East? I know that you've got, you're a fan of a few teams in this division. Um, you want to start us off and I don't know if you want to go from last place to first place or whichever way, whatever way you pick, that's what we'll do too. It's a false suit. So. Okay. So, sounds good guys. Um, we'll do last to first. That's a little easier actually. Um, unfortunately the Baltimore Orioles will again finish in fifth place. Um, we will say in fourth place. Yeah, this is actually a pretty tough division, though. Um, it, I think it's pretty solid the rest of the way through. Let's go. Um, fourth, 
plays Bo- uh, Boston. Um, third place, New York. Second, Toronto. First, Tampa. Oh, that's good. Yeah, interesting. All right, and uh, we'll we'll save the team. So obviously, you've got Tampa win division, and they'll be one of the playoffs. You can save your wild card. So we've got all the all the rest of the American League revealed. Um, yeah. So uh, Scott, your ALEs finish finishers for twenty twenty two. I don't even want to say it now. I, I literally had all all the exact same picks. Um, I, and I thought I was being all cool about it because I thought, oh, everybody's going to think that the Blue Jays are going to win this division or the Yankees, but no, nah, I think the Rays are going to win it too. So yeah, I had the exact same thing. Orioles, Red Sox, um, what's it? Uh, Yankees, Blue Jays, Rays. Rays winning it. Exciting stuff. Yeah, and Scott, it's totally okay for you to have the same opinion. It just means that great minds think alike is all. No big deal. Um, it's just an honor for me. Yeah. Well, you uh, guys didn't think alike. Oh, wait. Just kidding. <laughs> well, you might. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Um, and again, my, mine were already predetermined. I actually sent you guys mine so that you uh, – but but mine are going to be a little different. And in, in uh, I've got the Orioles finished last, so we're, we're there the same, but – Shocker, I've actually right. the Rays finishing fourth. I've got the Red Sox in third, Yankees second, and the Blue Jays winning the division. Um, just not, you know, my my thing on the Rays is the fact that I think that they're actually, you know, they're going to be without their former ace, Glass now, for, the, for Tyler Glass now for the entire season. Also, their hotshot rookie ace, uh, Shane Boz, is also currently injured. And they just traded away Austin Meadows, who is a pretty solid player. So even though they have Wander Franco coming into his first really full season as a big leaguer, um, I still think that the Rays are going to take a step back. The Blue Jays, on the other hand, I think had a phenomenal offseason. The Yankees and the Red Sox, I think, had more middling offseasons, and I don't think they improved as much over last year. And so that's why I'm picking the the Blue Jays for this, to win that division. So, um, yeah, and uh, all right, let's move on to the AL West, Scott, so that we can actually copy your great picks. Why don't you start us off with it? <laughs> <laughs> all right, the, the AL West, huh? Okay, all right, I can do this. Um, this is this is gonna pain me to to say this. Um, I mean, this unfortunately, when when you kind of like some of those small market teams, you know, those little money ballers, the A's. Unfortunately, sometimes you got to blow it up, and that's what they did. So they are last in the division this year. Um, in fourth, I have the Rangers. Um, this might be a little bit of a surprise, but I have the Angels, uh, who, who you could argue have, you know, well, they obviously have two of the best players in the league, with Trout and Otani, of course, but I'm going to put them at third. I just don't think they're deep enough. And I, I, But I really – I like this young Mariners team. I think it's very possible that they're – they might still be at like a, a year or two away, but um, I'll put the Mariners in second place. And then the Houston Astros winning it. It's actually really funny, Scott, because I have the exact same – exact same uh, order <laughs> as well. The LS. No joke. I – I literally have it here written in front of me, but um, 
I, yeah, Oakland was my pick to to win that division last year, and it's just, you know, it's just crazy probably how much they. Yeah, well, they yeah, probably they, but it's it's crazy how quickly they've you know gotten rid of everybody, and yeah, it's a little frustrating because I actually like Oakland a lot. I think that um, yeah, I think Houston is still outstanding. They're really good, uh, top to bottom. So I I would tend to agree, and you know, the Rangers signings, uh, if it wasn't for Oakland just really getting rid of everybody. I would have put the Rangers still in last place. I don't think that what they did is really that great uh, this offseason. I know um, prior to the lockout, they were one of the busiest teams in baseball and um, a lot of people were giving them a ton of credits and, you know, they were spending some money, but I, I don't necessarily think that that uh, group of guys that they've got there is going to necessarily mesh well or be the key to getting them out of the bottom of the division. So I actually, the only question I had was, was Oakland bad enough to finish in fifth? And I, I kind of went back and forth on that a number of times tonight, but I don't know. They're probably not even done trading guys yet. So we'll, we'll put Oakland in the basement. But the Rangers go starting way. rotation. I don't understand how you spend so much money in the off season. And your rotation is like, it's worse even. Paper I mean, thin. Oh, it's, it's crazy bad. And yeah, I mean, and some of the guys that they signed, they, they spent money on free agents that, Again, I, I like Marcus Semyon. I do, but he he had a career year last year too. I I don't know that he's worth the money that the Rangers gave him. So, um, you know, it seems like they invested money in in places that they they didn't buy low. Let's just put it that way. Um, and I say that right. again for, for for even somebody that I like a lot. So, um, yeah, we'll see. So so you guys aren't going to believe this, but I actually have the exact same order as you guys as well. Um, obviously, the A's are a complete train wreck by design, so to speak. Um, so, um, and I agree, the Rangers made some improvements. And obviously, when you bring in Carl, uh, Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, and put, I mean, obviously, they, they gave them a ton of money. That's going to improve your club quite a bit. And they brought in John Gray to former Rocky. So I think they made some improvements, but yeah, they're not there yet. They're a couple years away probably. Um, and the same thing, the angels have such, you know, top end players, former MVPs, uh, Shohei Tani, who's awesome. And uh, Mike Trout. Uh, and also, so, I mean, they've got some really top end guys. And, uh, but I think it's really like you guys mentioned, the Mariners are, are going to be the team on the rise, so to speak. And I really like, I mean, they signed former AL Sion winner um, of just last year, Robbie Ray, to head that had that rotation. And they've got some nice young pitchers on the way. Uh, Matt Brash, I think, made the team as a fifth starter. And they've got George Kirby. And not only that, but if you speak to their <laughs> – their offense, I mean, they got Julio Rodriguez and uh, coming in as a rookie. Jared Kelnick got his feet wet last year. Um, and then they made that trade where they, they brought in Eugenio Suarez and Jesse Winker. And so they've definitely improved their offense a lot. And then you look at that rotation and their bullpen's pretty solid. I think they're, they're definitely going to be up there uh, in the division. Uh, so anyway, and then the Astros, like you said, uh, still a great team uh, from top to bottom, but uh, I think that, you know, there's some injury questions with the rotation starting the year. Verlander and McCullers are starting on the IL, and then you've got, um, you know, the definitely huge loss of Carlos Correa. So, I mean, the Astros, I think they've definitely been knocked down a peg, so to speak, but I think they're still probably good enough to win that division. So, all right, let's move on yeah. to AL Central. Uh, um, Vince, we're back to you for this one to start us off. 
Uh, okay. AL Central uh, last place will go with Kansas City. Uh, fourth place, I'm still going to go with uh, Detroit. I know they're, they're, Detroit's definitely up and coming a little bit, but I still I still don't think that they're there yet. I think that they're going to need another year to really see some more improvement. So we're going to stay with them in fourth. Um, we'll go Cleveland in third. Uh, second place will be Minnesota. And first pick will be the White Sox. All right. Seems like some pretty good picks there. Is it my turn or should I? Scott, did you totally agree with me again? Come on. No, I said no matter what you picked, I was going to switch it up no matter what, but it turned <laughs> out it's kind of okay because um, um, this sounds weird, but okay, I, I agree. I think the Royals, it, almost identical. Um, I said that the Royals are going to finish last, and then I actually think that, I don't know, I just think that there's a real chance that Cleveland might be sellers. Um, yeah. I, I don't think they're going to hang around. So I actually put them in fourth. Um, they did just extend um, Ramirez, though, right? Ramirez. I think. Yeah, they extended him. They gave him a four-year big, contract. Wish we would have yeah. got him in, in a brewery uniform in this offseason, but I guess I guess it wasn't meant to be. Um, but um, yeah, so I have Cleveland fourth. Then I had um, Detroit third. I do still have Minnesota as a second. I, Minnesota, what a year last year. Oh, I mean, <laughs> uh, unbelievable. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm almost scared to even put them second this year after what they did last year. But uh, White Sox, I, I still have them winning this division. Um, I Honestly, I think that even if, like, even if Tony La Russa, like, just made, like, if he mismanaged that team anymore, it still wouldn't matter. Um, yeah. It's and and that's not even to say that um, the White Sox are that great. I mean, they're they're a very good team though. But uh, the rest of that division is just looking up at them still. Um, they're just not there yet. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'll go over my order. I actually have the Indians finishing last. Um, obviously, that was great news for their organization for signing home. Well, there, there's not even an Indian team, Craig. Oh, sorry, the Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> I saw sorry it. to all of Craig, you. Really need to be more, Craig, you really need to be more ah. sensitive to, to people in you know, 2022. Yeah, like 50% of our listeners are indigenous. Well, so I'll thanks. call them whatever. Yeah. As long as they, they still have Chief Wahoo. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Chief Wahoo. Somehow worse. Oh, my. Oh, dear. I hate the Guardians logo. Little wing, stupid. Well, I'm putting them in last for a lot of reasons, then, but uh, mostly because they're they've had a pretty terrible off season outside of that signing today. Um, and they really their offense is just pretty, pretty god awful still. Obviously, they're good at developing pitching, but even that, uh, yeah, I'm, they're they're last. Royals in fourth, I think they're again team with their arrow pointing up, so to speak. Same thing with the Tigers in third, they just added Austin Meadows, who I mentioned, and uh. Obviously, that you know they've got some really nice young bats coming up, and even some pitching. I think they're they're definitely one team very similar to the Mariners, where they're about to take flight, so to speak. Um, and then you've got I've got the Twins in second. They've had a really fascinating offseason this year. Obviously, 
shocking everyone by by signing Carlos Correa. Um, and, and but not only that, but trading for guys like Sonny Gray and and yeah, I really think that they're gonna, they're going to be a pretty quality team. Uh, and then the White Sox, like you said, unfortunately they got Larusa and and they just traded away Kimbrel, so I think their bullpen got worse, but their hitting is pretty phenomenal up and down the lineup. And uh, overall, their starting pitching is is pretty stacked too. So I think they're going to be class of that division. Um, so, all right, well, let's see, before we move on to the NL, why don't we go over, why don't we recap our three, each of our three division winners and add in who you think will be the three wild card um, recipients, so to speak, or winners for the AL teams this year. Um, I guess I'll start off if you guys don't mind. So I just had the Blue Jays, Astros, and White Sox winning their divisions. And adding to them, I'm going to add in the Yankees, the Twins, and the Mariners as uh, wild card teams. All right. Um, or, um, Scott, you want to go next? I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, all right. Astros, White Sox, and Rays. And then I'm going to add Blue Jays, Twins. And the Mariners, which means the Yankees and the Red Sox are both out. Sorry, guys. Woo! Maybe next year. Yeah, I got I got Twins and Blue Jays as my two wild card teams. Wait, how many wild card teams are there? Three. Can you tell me to pick three? Yeah, there are three. three oh. Twins, Blue Jays. And um, yeah, I don't know. Twins, Blue Jays. I mean, Twins, Blue Jays, Yankees. Okay. All right, let's move over to the NL. I know the Brewer fans are waiting us to get the NL Central. Central. So let's start off with the NL East. Of <laughs> Doing the east, Scott. That's called dead air. Yep, you're you're going off. You're still leading off with the NL. Oh, I'm leading. I'm leading this one off. All right, okay. Um, Nationals. I think that they are rebuilding, and I will put them last. Marlins. I don't know. They're in a constant state of rebuild, but um, they are starting to amass uh, quite the um, uh, group of young prospects. Um, but they are. Uh, they're still a year or two away from making some real noise. Um, and that's if they keep it all together this time. But, um, yeah, I'll say Marlins fourth. I cannot – I can't pick the Phillies any higher than third. Every time I think that it's a decent team, um, they finish third. So I'm just going to leave them like that. Um, and now this is where it gets weird. I think that on paper, the Mets are the best team in this division. I will not pick the Mets to win this division until they actually do it. So it's not happening. Like, I'm picking them second, and I'm going to have the Braves winning that division. (laughs) Nice, Scotty. That's great. uh, I'm with you on the Braves winning, but let's start from the bottom. Uh, I'll go with the Marlins at the bottom and the Nationals then the Mets, then Philly, and then Atlanta. 
That is interesting. Yeah. So I'm also going to have the Braves win this division just out of respect for what they did last year. But uh, I've got, I think mine are the same as Scott. I've got Nationals, Marlins, Phillies, Mets, and then Braves. Um, the Mets obviously are spending oodles and buckets full of money. Brought it, they really revamped their entire offense. I mean, Max Scherzer alone was like the prize of the offseason, so to speak, for the most part. I mean, they brought in Scherzer. If Scherzer and you know, if DeGrom gets healthy, that would be very formidable come playoff time. Um, I think they're pretty tough. But with that being said, the Braves, even though they lost Freddie Freeman, they brought in Matt Olson, which so that's kind of almost a wash, in my opinion. Um, and uh, they've got some good young pitchers still coming up. And I, I think that they can repeat, even though they're going to definitely be challenged. And like you guys said, the Phillies have really added their offense, but I, I don't know that they still have the pitching up and down to be a playoff team or at least a division winner in this uh this division, the Marlins, I think, um, really, I mean, their young pitching is pretty phenomenal, and, but I think that they still have years of growing pains to go through. So I think they're still a couple years away, but I, they're definitely putting the pieces in place to become contenders soon. So, so that's a pretty exciting division. And I think it's one of the, the toughest divisions, obviously, in, in the NL. So um, let's move on all the way over to the NL West now. Vince, I think you're starting us off on the NL West. Uh, okay, NL West, uh, last place, uh, Colorado. I not believe that Chris Bryant signed there for that many years, but whatever. Um, <laughs> sorry, Craig, Arizona's fourth to me. Um, we're going to go with uh, – this is, this is where it gets a little, little tougher. Um, uh, I'm going to go with the Giants for third, Padres second. Dodgers first I think the Giants deserve a little bit more respect for what they did last year and I don't think that the Padres necessarily are um, as good as people think that they are but I do think they've got really good pitching and um, I think they can compete you know with just about everybody else besides the Dodgers so yeah we'll 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 go with the order I just said Scott all right um I'm gonna put Sorry, Craig. I'm going to put the Diamondbacks last. Um, and then the Rockies fourth. And now here's where it gets weird. Because, okay, spoiler, I think the Dodgers are going to win that division. and Probably everyone in the world picked them for that. But now you have to kind of pick. I'm battling second and third between the Padres and the Giants. And I think my new thing is, when I'm not sure, when I see two good teams on paper, I'm going to pick the better – organization and that's the Giants oh, by a lot that is the Giants so that is definitely Giants I am going to pick the Giants second and the Padres third yeah I I don't know the Padres aren't a bad team they got they're a really good team but um, bad year to be in that division all right Okay, this is shot. So for last place, I think I've got the the Dodgers. Um, as so yeah. like them. yeah, their managers kind of yeah, their managers kind of cocky. Don't like them, saying that they're gonna win it all or whatever, whatever, man. No, actually, I do have the Diamondbacks. <laughs> I guess I misread that. I knew it started with a D, but it was actually I got the Diamondbacks in the last two. Unfortunately, 
they're definitely in full rebuild. Then I got Rockies fourth. Um, obviously, they signed Bryant, but um, the rest of the roster is terrible. Um, the third place, I've got the Giants. And it's tough. I mean, they won 100, was it 107 games last year, but I really think they're going to take a step back, unfortunately. I mean, the loss of Buster Posey really came, they fully put into words how important he was to that franchise's success. So I think that's one of the biggest factors, but in a lot of other ways, they lost some, some of our key guys. So I'll say third for them. Padres are second. Uh, I mean, they seem to have like a really high ceiling and a really high low floor. If that makes any sense. I mean, they could literally finish fourth or first. I mean, I, I just, they're really just a wild card. They have some, I just don't know if their GM knows how to put together a roster. It's, it's like, they're trying for the best guys and whiffing and they're saddled with Hosmer's contract been trying to train them for years. And I don't know. It's just, it seems like they're an ever evolving roster. That's never going to get it right. So, but I do have, but I think if they do, if they do, you know, they could finish second in this division. And then unfortunately the Dodgers just completely stack from top to bottom, all stars at every offensive position, pretty decent rotation with, <laughs> um, yeah, Dodgers, unfortunately. So, all right, moving over to the NL central. All right, Brewer fans, what you've been waiting for. Um, I think is whose turns to go first on lead us off on the NL Central. I think it's the I think it's the great man Scott's uh, Scott's turn. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, I think it's very possible that we are all going to pick this exactly the same because to me this is actually probably the easiest division to pick. Um, Pirates dead last. Reds in full rebuild, still better than the Pirates. Um. Cubs is in third, um, and I, I actually think that the Cubs are going to hang around a little bit more than maybe everyone thinks this year. Um, I kind of like some of those moves. I want to see how Suzuki plays. That'll be interesting. Um, and then the Cardinals. Oh, last dance for the Cardinals. Oh, Yadier Molina is last year. Oh, Pujols is back. Oh, it's last year. Oh, what a dynasty story. Who cares? Second. Brewers, first place. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the same order I've got. <laughs> um, any anything to point out, Vince, for as far as your selection? I mean, that's obviously. Pretty- I mean, I I don't I don't say you know the whole diatribe in Scott's head uh, is not the exact same <laughs> um, regarding Yadier Molina, who I also dislike, but I didn't think of all the dialogue in my head like Scott did. I do think that the Cubs. Um, are kind of weird you know they had such a bad year last year they traded you know all their star players and yet you know they're still spending money this offseason I still like Marcus Stroman it's going to be hard for me to see him in that uniform because he's one of my favorite pitchers in baseball but um, yeah I mean I I only give them third place yet because um, the Reds have done just about everything to tear down the kind of momentum that they had been building you know three or four seasons ago when they were, you know, signing guys and making trades that seemed to improve their team rather than make them worse. Um, the Pirates just, you know, they, they can't seem to put together. It's been, you know, 10 years since they've had guys like Russell Martin around, Craig, who I know you really like, uh, you know, to, to to play on a competitive Pirates team. So, no, it's just kind of a weird, weird di- division kind of status quo, I think, this year. Yeah. No, I mean – Brewers first place status quo. You you guys sound down. I love it. You both (laughs) love to win the division. So 
Okay, well, my order is actually slightly different. It's probably the only one. I've got Pirates. Sorry, Pirate fans. But, yeah, last. I mean, they, they need some help there still big time. Um, I've got the Cubs in fourth. I mean, yeah, they, I, I like Stroman too. But, I mean, and they signed Suzuki from Japan. But overall, you know, they could have been players for Korea or they could have made some more big splashes. They got the money to do that. But, but, um, but they didn't. So, I mean. The Reds are in stripped down mode, but I think they have some nice young pitchers. I mean, who's not excited about Hunter Green uh, making the opening day roster? Um, but you know, I think there's some growing pains there. But I still think that they're they're decent. They're better than the Cubs. The Cubs are terrible. Um, and then of course you got the Cardinals. who know how to play baseball the right way. But this Brewer team is not, and, and, and it sickens me to see all these teams, these uh, other pro, 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 you know guys picking the Cardinals actually win this division. I mean, I think almost half the ones I looked at preseason here had the Carl's win division, but this board team is not going to give away the division to a Cardinals team that's still headlined by 40, 40 year old Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright, and Albert frigging Poolhouse. No, not happening. Uh, so, yeah, the Brewers are going to win this division going away, and it's pretty exciting to say that. So. Oh. Yeah, get him out of here. Go in the social security line or whatever. Brewers have postseason to worry about. They don't have time for these dumb Cinderella stories. Exactly. So, all right, well, uh, let's go over our um, recap, our, our NL Central, or I'm sorry, our NL division winners, and then go ahead and reveal your three wild card teams for the NL. Um, Scott, us off. Such a great man. Hmm. Okay. Um, okay, so my teams were Braves, Brewers, and Dodgers. And I'm going to say that the Mets make the playoffs. I'm going to say that the Giants make the playoffs and the Padres make the playoffs and the Cardinals don't. Sorry, guys. I said that last year, though, and you, you had to win 20-some games in a row or whatever it was to make it, and then you got bounced out and won. But that's – hey, you made it. Great job. Hell of a year. <laughs> nice. All right. What a great man. Hang uh, my, that's what we did. <laughs> my, my division winners were uh, L.A., Milwaukee, and Atlanta as well. Uh, I'm going to say that Phillies take – wild card spot i will say that the cardinals take a wild card spot and i will say that the padres take a wild card spot okay interesting my division winners i think do we all have three of the same yeah braves dodgers and brewers division winners um wild cards yeah i've got the mets phillies so that's three teams from the nle's and the padres um as the the lucky additional just because of Rob Manford, you guys actually get to make the playoffs or once in your once a decade or whatever. So that's nice for them. Um, so yeah, that's what I've got. Uh, so now let's go over. We've got all of our 12 playoff teams predicted who is going to get all the way to the world series, which two teams. And if you want to do predict your two teams in the world series and world series winners, Vince, you want to start off? Uh, sorry, Craig, what was the question? 
Oh, your World Series participants and winner. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, let's just uh, we'll, we'll think optimistically. I, I, we'll go Milwaukee versus uh, Milwaukee versus Tampa this year. Yeah, we're going to go Milwaukee versus Tampa with Milwaukee Brewers being the world champions. I like that. Scott. Um, I'm sorry, but anytime that the Brewers are projected to win 97 games um, or anything really over 90, I'm going to pick them to win the World Series. That's just me being objective. No, um, <laughs> We're all objective. <laughs> truly, though, I mean, I always thought that, like, you know, pitching is uh, is going to carry in the postseason, and <laughs> boy, we got some of that. So I, I am going to say that we are well. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to do it. Sorry, um, Brewers versus Astros. Brewers take it. Scott, why are you a Brewer fans for picking? Yeah, we're favorite favorite team to win the World Series. I think that they're going to be actually that that World Series would be my like dream outcome. Um, selfishly, I mean, obviously with Lena, but also selfishly because uh, I live like 15 minutes from the stadium here, so it'd be real easy to go to every game. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. So, no, that's yeah. uh, I've got the my prediction is the Brewers over the Blue Jays, so hopefully that's not a bad omen that we all pick the, our hometown Milwaukee Brewers win World Series, but I'm going to say it's the opposite of that, and it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I feel like we're on like I feel like we're on that SNL skit with the Bears where they all just pick the Bears to win, um, but you yeah. know, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah Brewers, Brewers win uh, yeah. about 140, 146 games this year. <laughs> yeah, Brewers in uh, Brewers in four. Yeah. Um, hey uh, guys, did we get uh, our anonymous source Tom Carter's picks? I think that he had sent them in to you. Uh, Scott. Uh, well, said, I said our Carter right on it. Tom Carter. Yeah. I, this one's actually on Tom because he put his name on his prediction. So I think right say there Tom, it shouldn't be anonymous. Did you say Tom or Tom C? Which part do you say? No, he said Tom Carter's picks, but I. Oh, wait. Hang on. Parentheses. Do not say my name out loud on the air. Oh, never mind. Uh, we'll just say it's Tom, Tom C. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, go with um, your T. You can also say T. Carter, but either way. He, um, um, what did he predict? Picked uh, Yankees, um, Dodgers, and Dodgers uh, winning it he all. Did. Yeah, he's a kind of a traditionalist. That's good. All right, guys. <laughs> it's been a pretty long podcast already, but we still have our Rapid Nine Brewer predictions to go over. So let's try it. Wow. Let's try to do this. In a pretty rapid fashion, Scott. I don't know if you've looked. Up but rapid. but but Scott, take your Scott. No, sorry, Craig. I gotta tell Scott. Scott, take your time. Um, don't worry about something rapid part. It's just you gotta do you. You know. Um, so take your time and really expound on the answers because we know that that's what West Dallas is, is kind of waiting on. I know what this rapid nine is, and it is going to be very difficult for me. It should really be multiple choice, but my interns let me down. Oh well. All right, Scott. You know, I'll be winners. 
let's have you lead off the first. Uh, we're going to do our predictions. Great. First header of the year for 2022. Milwaukee first header of the year. Um, you know, I picked Urias in fantasy, as you know, Craig, because I really, I really reached for him too. And I thought that he was going to have an amazing year. And now he's hurt and he's going to miss the first couple weeks of the year. But I think he's going to be think, back in short order. Um, you know, he might only, if he only played two months of the year, he still might be the best for it. <laughs> you just never know. There's so many bad hitters. No, I'm just kidding, guys. Come on. Um, but no, I'm going to pick him as my hitter of the year. Nice. Vince? Uh, Milwaukee Brewers hitter of the year. Um, um, Holton Wong. <laughs> nice pick. I mean, right. He's kind of like an under the radar leadoff hitter at this point and underappreciated, but I know you like him. You know, his former Cardinals, uh, and that's a good pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Andrew McCutcheon. Um, I actually like him because he's from Hawaii. It's a great state. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. No, I like that pick, and and we really need a, a solid leadoff hitter for sure. Um, now, my pick, <laughs> Andrew McCutcheon, obviously I, I'm thinking he's going to have a little bit of a renaissance and hitting at Miller Park, I think he hit over 30 bombs, probably sealed 15 bases. Probably hit like 260 or so if if, if he's lucky. Uh, but I think with an on-base percentage close, you know, between 360 and 400, he's going to be a very valuable uh, player that's going to have a little bit of an offensive renaissance this year. And I think it's going to be right in the middle of the Brewers lineup. And I'm going to I'm going to pick him as a uh, out of the blue here, header of the year. Really wishful thinking, but um, yeah. So that's my pick. Uh, second inning, Vince, you can leave this one off for pitcher of the year, Brewers. Pitcher of the year for 2022. I think it's going to be Burns again, um, but I think that Woodruff is still going to be incredibly solid. I think that um, Peralta is going to step it up even more, and I think our bullpen is going to be awesome. So, uh, yeah, Corbin Burns. Scott. Um, you guys remember a couple years ago, man. Carbon Burns was really struggling, and it was a great story to see how good he got last year. So good, in fact, that I don't think he can repeat it, um, his numbers from last year. But I still think he'll be our best pitcher. Yeah, I'm going with Carbon Burns, too. I mean, a lot of people thought that going into last year, Carbon Burns was going to regress a little bit from his awesome 2020 because of that short pandemic year. and but I think he even got better and some of his underlying numbers as a pitcher last year, even after winning the NL Cy Young, which if you listeners want to go back and check our season preview last year, I actually predicted Burns to win the NL Cy Young and pitch a no hitter, which he technically did both of. Um, so, but this year I, I'm going to pick him for pitch of the year. And I think he's, his numbers say that he'll help. He pitched even better than that. What his ERA ended up being last year. I think he's going to do it. Um, I won't predict that I'll win the Sayang award again, but I think yeah, I do think he'll be our ace pitcher for sure. So, all right, third inning back to Scott to do this one biggest breakout of this year for the Milwaukee Brewers. Hmm, biggest 
breakout. Now, this is a tough one to interpret. You know what I mean? Because you're obviously just go ahead and pick a player, Scott. Previous years, time is the best. <laughs> so you got to be able to see who's going to make like the most headway. So there's a lot of good candidates on here, especially because um, some of these guys have never broken up. But um, I don't know. Am I allowed to say Urias again? Because I mean, was he a breakout player last year? No, I don't well, think so. Uh, he was, yeah, you absolutely can pick he was him. Better than we thought, but I don't. I wouldn't say he's even a breakout. I think he'll be even better this year. So I'll pick him. Why not? That's a great pick, Scotty. Um, I'm going to go with Keston Hira. Nice. My my pick will be Rowdy Tellez. Um I just think that he. Oh. Yeah. I think I think that he can hit almost between thirty and forty home runs if he gets over five hundred at bats, but we shall see. Especially at Miller Park. Um, all right, fourth inning. Vince can lead this one off. Not fun to talk about, but uh, biggest disappointment. Um, biggest disappointment. Adamus. That's a solid. Yeah, I. I I, I think it's just going to be very hard for Adamas to kind of replicate what he did last year. He was really solid for us. Obviously, he's more than solid when he came over from camp in that trade uh, in May and um, won the team's MVP award last season. And I think that he's a good player. I just think that his track record is not necessarily going to have him at the same level as what Brewer fans may expect from that performance. So um, I think that he's going to be kind of the biggest disappointment. I really, really hope I'm wrong, though, because I really like him on a personal level. Well, for some reason, last year in our prediction show, none of us picked Adamas as the hitter of the year, <laughs> but he ended up being one. Yeah. Or so, but I mean, yeah. I do, I do agree with you. I think he'll. He, us. he wasn't on the team yet. Scott, your pick. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is such an easy pick for me. What was it? Biggest disappointment. Yeah. Pedro Severino. <laughs> <laughs> Good pick. You nailed it, Scott. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, Scotty. Mine's in that same vein. I, my pick is Omar Narvaez. Um, and I mean, yeah. if he, I mean, if he has to handle a fuller workload, it's going to drive his overall no, uh, offensive numbers down. Unfortunately, um, so let's hope that our backups that we acquired are adequate to fill in for Severino's shoes in the, uh, while he's suspended, at least. But yeah, mine's Narvaez. So, all right, Good inning. Um, I think we're back to Scott leading off. Unsung hero. Um, this is this is a great one because with the team with as much depth as we have, um, very possible. I said it last year, but I'll say it again this year. Jace Peterson <laughs> he plays everywhere. Yeah, he could fill in anywhere for any injury. He, you know, he has puts together some real quality of bats. Uh, great guy. I call him the on Jace. Yeah. Love him. I, I love Jace. I love Jace. Just to be a little, a uh, little bit different. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with uh, a combo. Adrian Hauser, Eric Lauer. I just think that the depth they had to the, our, the back end of our rotation like we talked about earlier is huge. So uh, I'm going to go with those guys. The front three are going to get all the press, all the attention, but um, they're going to carry us through, you know, a number of games. Nice pick. Um, I'm going to go with Keston Hira. I mean, he could have fit in these other categories anywhere up and down this, I believe, but I'm going to go with him because I think that, you know, we're going into 2022 and he doesn't even have 
a spot on in the starting lineup. So I think what he showed this spring is that I think his bat is back and that what we saw from the last year of a mirage. And I think that he's going to force his way into a lot of at-bats of this team and really make a difference uh, and kind of be that the, similar to that guy that we feel that we need to acquire to help this offense. I think he's going to come all the way back, all the way back from the dead to near superstar status. So, so that's my unsung hero. Um, going over now to the sixth inning, and are we getting this one off? Who's your minor, the Brewers minor league player of the year? Well, um, uh, we're we're just going to stay optimistic about um, Garrett Mitchell. I'm actually pretty bullish on Bryce Terang, too. I don't know where he's going to play in the future, but um, I'm not going to pick him because I think he's going to come up and play in the big leagues this year at some point. Nice. Garrett Mitchell is a great pick. Scott? Um, We have to go with... uh... Joey Weimer. Nice. And yeah, I think he'll be good. I mean, he had quite the breakout last year, and I think people think that he has more potential in his bat. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, well, I guess we're all going with the outfielders. I, I went with Sal Freelich, our number one pick yeah. this year. Um, I think that he's got a pretty solid bat. Um, so, we'll see. Um, all right, moving on to the seventh inning. This one's <laughs> a bullpen surprise. Scott, start us off. Bullpen surprise. I mean, you can just pick anyone that, that you think will be. I mean, obviously, probably Brad Boxberger was our 2022 recipient of this award. No way, man. I, Boxberger, I knew it was going to be solid. I was thinking Jake Cousins last year. <laughs> He's seriously, man. Hmm. He came up, he was came out of nowhere, and he was solid. Guy played oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So is that. Oh, yeah, I. I wouldn't mind taking him honestly this year, Cousins. I I don't know though. I'm, it's hard to say because you know sometimes you take people by surprise. They don't even have a scouting report on you hardly, and then you know you take the world by storm, and then they're like, "Hey, we gotta we gotta figure this guy out." So he might he might regress a little bit. Um, but compared to what else is out there, I mean, I don't know. What do you want? Breast suitor and another like you know flirt with another twenty win season. <laughs> yeah, Brad Suter would have qualified uh, with his 12 wins last year, too. <laughs> the Raptor. Uh, no, I'll just, I'll just pick Cousins. That's fine. Um, I'm going to say we don't know who it is yet. I, you know, Stern says a knack of acquiring guys like in May. Guys like uh, Hunter Strickland last year who were acquired for like cash or nothing on the waiver wire from the Angels who came in and was a guy that we really relied on for much of the year. I mean, um, not that they were huge acquisitions, but guys like Daniel Norris and John Curtis got a you know a bit more recognition when we acquired them at the trade deadline and didn't do hardly anything. Um, a guy like Strickland picked up off of waivers uh, or for for cash or whatever it was from the Angels. Yeah. To me, it was totally underrated last year. So yeah, yeah Strickland. I'll say we don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll say we don't know who it is yet. And uh, a nod to Devin Williams, hopefully, 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 hopefully coming back. Oh, nice. I sure hope so. Yeah, Devin Williams. I mean, I, I think he'll he'll have a monster year. I, I'm going to go with actually Jay Cousins too, just because I think um, his slider is is fully legit, and I think that he's going to stay back up the bullpen. But um, 
Yeah, just mentioning Brent Suter. I just really have this vision in my head when the Brewers win the World Series this year or next. Brent Suter is going to be part of this team because I, I just I just couldn't like visualize him and Bob Euchre being in that uh, locker room together, spraying champagne, being on each other with Craig Council somewhere in the background smiling. So anyway, um, yeah, that's that's I'm gonna go with Big Cousins too. So uh, now let's go over to the eighth inning, and I think we're back to you leading off. Brewers win total for uh, ninety-seven. Ooh, nice. Scott. Although my buddy Vikram um, says that it's going to be one uh, one fifty nine, so I don't know. Nice. I like that. It's slightly optimistic. Yeah. Yep. We have to go to go to at least three games this this year, and you're guaranteed to win. Or no, four games. <laughs> there you go. Um, I'll say ninety. Uh, 93. I got to guess split down the middle, 95. So, all right. And speaking of attending games, that's my ninth inning question. Scott, you're going to have to go last on this one. So, I'll actually lead it off. Okay. Number of Milwaukee Brewer games that will be attended by Scott Bartell, our um, host. What is, what? This year, the over-under is two. So, you can pick. You don't have to say the number of games. You just have to say over or under. I will be under on two two games attended. Vince? Oh, he's going to go to zero. Way under. He's going to go to zero games. And, uh, I mean, unless the Brewers end up playing in AAA against the Aviators for some reason, which I don't even know if you'd attend then, Scott. Um, yeah, no, zero. Zero, I would actually go under two for the next, like, three seasons combined. Oh, wow. Well, no, he's going to be at, he's going to be at least – I think that he's going to be – well, no, he no, there's no at least trip. two World Series no. games. No, he will not. No, no road trips. No, uh, no, I don't – no trips to Milwaukee. I don't, I don't see any of that happening. And just, I might just play it under the guise of, well, I don't want to give MLB so much money after all the shenanigans they pulled this year. <laughs> but in reality, even with that, I'd still take the under. Oh, just out of curiosity, how many did you how many did you attend last year, Scott? I I know I was at one game with you. In fact, we both were. No, we were at two games. Oh, Brewer games, Brewer games, not just baseball games. Yeah, one uh, one we game one at Amfam Field. Yeah, I think Christian Yelich had hit his first home run at, at Amfam. Yeah, that was uh, against Arizona. I'm not sure who you were going to. Scott, was that your only yeah, we Brewer game last year? Um, no, I went, I went with, um, my brother and my, and his, his wife and daughter, my niece, uh, to her first Brewers game and she was pretty pumped. We got some really nice seats and it worked out really well. And, um, actually, you know what? I had a little bit of a ticketing issue and I am going to give a shout out to, Kara in the Milwaukee Brewers season ticket office who helped um, really helped fix things very, very quickly and helped make it um, a really great day um, for my little niece's first, uh, first Brewer game. It worked out really well. So good time. Awesome. Right. Awesome memory, Scott. Um, so you did attend two Brewers. So thanks, Brewers. 
so that I guess I, I really picked a good number for the over under since that's what you hit on last year. Um, but no, I, I honestly think that Scott, you, you're going to move to Milwaukee and not only will you attend more than two regular season Brewer games, you're actually going to end up attending more than two playoff games. I wanted to say, like, oh, screw it. We'll just say you're going to attend at least three World Series games that include the Milwaukee Brewers this year. So that's what I'm going with. What in the world would, I mean, what would you possibly lead you to think that that's happening? <laughs> I think Scott's going to have, yeah. a, have a good Milwaukee second half of 2022. Um, wow. That'd be first awesome. half of it's going to have a lot of Las Vegas and Kentucky involved. But beyond that, second half of 2022 is going to be all Milwaukee for Scott Bartell. All right. Wow. A little bit of Grafton sp- sprinkled in probably too. So uh, one last yeah. kind of bold prediction I want to throw out There's there. There's a place on Locust in Maryland, Scott. You should take a look at it. <laughs> yeah? Oh. <laughs> well, maybe I could run an upper there. <laughs> this this next <laughs> prediction i'm going to have is just for any of the betters that tune in our podcast just because of my amazing prediction last year unfortunately i won't be picking uh burns win the sang once again uh or throw a no hitter but my ball prediction for this year and you guys can go ahead and place your bets on this one craig council will win 2022 nl manager of the year Go ahead. Yeah, hundred percent. I yes, he will, and I he's been sniffing around at it for like three seasons at this point. I know he finished second to Snicker in twenty what was it twenty eighteen, and you know yeah. he's, been, he's been right around. Yeah, he lost to Mike Schilt one year, and didn't Kapler win it last year or something? That's ridiculous. And then Kapler, yeah, he's had like three seasons where he's finished in the top, I think three, and not actually won the award. So. Um, he has shown the ability to be a consistently good manager, both in game and, and his clubhouse presence and his ability to kind of on a macro level handle the team. And, um, you know, clearly cares a lot about this franchise and, and the city. And I, so I, I know I'm biased, but I will say that Craig council does win the manager of the year. I don't think we've got like, you know, somebody's going to win the MVP award this year. And I, we may have a Cy Young award winner. It may not be Burns. Maybe it is, but um, I will go out on a limb and say that, Craig Council will win the manager of the year award. Awesome. Scott. That's our, that's our lock of the year. You guys heard it. That's a Last pretty big year lock. Burns for Cy Young this year. By the way, if he does win, if he does win the manager of the year award, he'd be the first Brewers manager of the year, I believe, in team history, right? What? I think you're I don't know. I, for some reason I thought Treblehorn won it one year, but I don't know that. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, in uh, turn, not sure. Yeah, out. if you're interested on that, Scott, because we're wrapping this up in like one minute. Um, yeah, I got it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I really want for Bud Selig, for Bob Euchre, for the late, great Hank Aaron, um, for Brent Suter and all the, for Tim Dillard and all the great <laughs> brewers and former brewers. Um, I really want the brewers to bring home a World Series championship for the first time in they're 50 plus year history. And I really feel, and I think we all, based off our predictions, we really feel that this is a year where we have a fabulous chance to do so. And uh, it's going to be a great season. So hopefully you can get on out as many baseball games as you can, uh, because this is going to be a historic championship season. And we're all here at the Absolutely, guys. A- absolutely. And uh, Craig, I'll, I'll uh, be giving you a ring at some point. We are, we are going to fly up there next week still. So, uh, I will be awesome. 
All we're, right. We're going to be at opening uh, day we're be at gone Kingston. wild. We're going to be <laughs> um, anyways, we're going to be uh at games in three cities that first week already, so we're we're pretty excited for the season to start. Really? Hey, one of my interns is not completely useless. None of Milwaukee's managers have ever won the Major League Baseball Manager of the Year Award since its institution in 1983. However, the sporting news did give Manager of the Year Award to George Bamberger in 1978, and they gave it to Craig Council in 2017 and 2018, which just goes to show you that the sporting news knows more about baseball than MLB. <laughs> All right, Ball. That, that could be, though, two actual firsts for this year, a world championship and the manager of the year. So look forward to that, Brewer fans. Place your bets. Oh, that'd be so awesome. I'd love to see him win manager of the year. Me too. Oh, and the World Series, too. World Series, too. That'd be good. <laughs> awesome. So, all right. Well, once again, I think we're, we're timing out at the length of a major motion picture once again. <laughs> so, yep. Sounds good, guys. guys. Um, I do, I do see that, um, West Dallas has continued to stay classy. So don't even need to be saying that, but classy <laughs> West Dallas from Wisconsin and remember to follow us on what are all the Twitter group review one, uh, on Twitter, and then, uh, send your questions to Scott. I know he checks the, uh, the email very religiously group review podcast with an S at gmail.com. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, if you could throw us a five-star review, oh, man, you you would be a hero in our books, let me tell you. And I don't use that word let, like loosely either. So really appreciate that if you could throw it out there. And you could, you, you could vote multiple times if you have multiple emails, which everyone does. Like, whatever you got to do. And, you know, we appreciate it. It's really great. Honestly, like, it's since the season started, there's been a, a pretty good uptick on everything. Um, we've had a lot of good listeners from really from all, all over the U.S., all over the world, but like just more right here, you know, right here in Wisconsin and, of course, the great city of West Dallas as well. So really oh, thank yeah. you guys for all that. And we have made a promise as a broker of you uh, to do two things, get Chad on the show this year and also to do more podcasts than last season. So Lots to look forward to this year. So remember to stay classy, Wisconsin, and go Brewers. Go Brewers, guys. Go Brewers. Do, 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 do.